I would love some sexy nudes from you. I am not a petite person. This is a weird club where people want to be outdoors all the time. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. It's me, Brian Beckner, host of the show. Very, very excited to be here again for episode 118 of the show. Last week, I was a little confused. I was very worried because I kept saying 117, and I'm like, I wasn't sure if I was right, but I was. So now I know it's 118, 118 of the show. Um, Stoked you're here. Stoked you're joining us. A lot of people, we didn't get a chance to get to our email and voicemail stuff last week and because we had a guest, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hammer through a bunch of that this week to get caught up, but if you want to reach out, you can reach out. Anything you want to talk about, you can do it via email. Send us an email at mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can also send us a voicemail, call us, tell us your thoughts ask us a question, reach out for life coaching. Uh, The number there is 949-464-TBLS. As always, I implore you to like our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Search us there, like the show, share our posts, specifically share our Patreon post uh, because we, a a lot of people reach out and they're like, hey, how how can I help out? What can I do? And we, one of the ways you could help us out is by uh, sending us a few dollars. Uh, so we we set up a page on Patreon, which is a which is a, a place you can sponsor the show. Uh, you know there there are this is this is a labor of love. This show, no doubt, but there are expenses that are associated with our love of doing the show. And there's the, there's the time of it. We we enjoy doing it, but we don't get paid to do it. So anything you can do to help out, subscribe to the show on Patreon. The show is still free. It will always be free. But if you are so inclined, go to the Baller Lifestyle podcast page on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and show us some love there. That would be really cool. Uh, joining us now, as always, co-host of the show, Hoboken Zone, Ed Daly. Ed, how is it? Uh, I've got a couple of things to. Yeah, what, what, you were talking about Patreon, and uh, I today I checked out the video that oh, you posted. You fucking dick. <laughs> uh, it it seems like your your home is lovely, but I also wanted to just let everyone know if you want to see what California somebody is trying to be as California as possible. It's the backdrop of what Brian you, Beckner. What are you talking about? He's got a, it's, it's the most. It's like it as as a uh, it was pointed out to me. It looks like it's the set dressing from the uh, the SNL sketch, the Californias. There's there is a vase full of uh, wine bottle corks. There's cac, there's cacti. 
there's there's an oar in the background. It's oh. it's very you know. I, Jack Johnson might as well be playing in the background. I'm actually looking at the table, and these things you've described are there, and I've never noticed them before. I'm, it's very California. It would be like if you know, because I'm if I were to record a video from Jersey, if I had like Bruce playing in the background yeah. and like a framed picture of The Sopranos. Yeah, and a, and, and a hoagie, a big yeah, Italian and, and, sub. Yeah, and some guy just just just. Making me a big Italian hero. Yeah. Um, yes, I made sure that our our friends, our my Herman Marshall whiskey collection was visible in the. Of course, room. of it, course. It, yeah, they've they've you know we we are asking for uh, you know the the Patreon help, which right. would be much appreciated. But we should uh, always thank our friends at Herman Marshall for for helping us out over Absolutely. over the over and, the. And day. someone someone said to me said they said oh well you can you're soliciting. Um, donations to help and they and they said and that that way you can do that in lieu of advertising to which i said oh no we're doing both we're not i'm not doing, of course not, not doing one instead of the belt other. and suspenders <laughs> yes so yes. you get it done now i wanted to share yeah, I, so I had a brush there's more mm-hmm. i had a brush with death this weekend what okay so once a year usually in spring the family, we, we go down to the Charm City, take in an Orioles game, go to Camden Yards. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think I got, I guess I, I got a car last fall. So this is a new car, new mm-hmm. GPS. Mm-hmm. And Baller. I have an idea where, of where the hotel was. But like, and I know Baltimore to get there, but I don't know exactly one way streets and stuff. So just before going, I type in the address in the GPS. Yeah. Well, this new GPS system, I, I, you know, I just wasn't really paying attention. I guess I could have just driven close to Camden Yards and then, and then taken it from there. But I just followed what, what the chick said and we turned off real early and immediately I felt like I was in Fat Joe's hood. Oh, right. Like yeah. it was, things were going down. Maybe, maybe Bodie. So yeah, we we are the corner. The corner and we boys are, were out. I want to say it's it's noon, high noon. Yeah, yeah. And the corner boys are out, and we're watching. And they're and of course none of the lights are synced up. So we hit like nine lights, and it's it's just it's exactly what you see in the wire. Yeah. And there's a deal going down on the corner. Sure. And Michelle Michelle says to me, she goes. Are they dealing drugs right there in the middle of the day? I go, don't make eye contact. Like, Jesus. Like, I'm looking down at the steering wheel. And I was like, Michelle, just look at the light. Just tell me if it turns green. Like, I'm I'm just and, – and the kids are, like, looking around. I'm like, hey, faces back on your iPads. Like, let's let's just – everybody just chill because we know. They, they don't have a problem. If they don't need it to be nighttime to commit yeah. crimes. I, I mean, it helps that it was daytime. If you you would not have survived if you had been there. I would have run the red lights. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. Just there's no. It. There's. I would gun it, and I don't think anyone would stop. Gun it, but and get the fuck out. It 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 really everything like they were just doing a corner deal, and we've seen the scene with Bodie so many times. Yeah. Like. They, that's what was going down. They send some kid to run off. He runs off to the stash spot. That's exactly and then, what and happens. Comes back. Yeah. Three people converge. One runs in one direction. One yeah. casually walks in the other. Yeah. This whole thing. And it was going down right in front of us. And of course, you know, I didn't worry about my Honda 
my Honda CRV because there are plenty plenty of bricklayers with with Mercedes and and Beamers and that kind of thing. So there were nicer vehicles passing me, but like it felt it felt weird. It felt your your whiteness was the giveaway. Your whiteness is what made you the victim. Yeah, definitely. Everybody needed to put shades on when we walked through the uh, the neighborhood. When we drove through the neighborhood, because we were standing out, blinding everyone with our whiteness. Did you did you link up with listener Chris in Maryland, who you were always threatening to link up with when you head to Baltimore? I, well, I did when I I, I I offered it when I went to College Park by myself. I was with the family. Right. This was this was a trip to uh, to the baseball mecca. Yeah. Camden so Yards. Did, did you get a win? Uh, they blew a late lead. It was oh. it was tough on the kids. I had to explain to them like even the great teams lose sixty times a year. You gotta That's right. you gotta calm down. But yeah, they gave up five runs in the last two innings and lost by one. It's a long, long, long season. Okay, we uh, let's let's catch up on our email. A lot of email to get to here. Let's mm-hmm. get into that first one. Brian, people like to reach out for recommendations because we're tastemakers, Ed. Of course. Judging, judging by my kitchen decor and our Patreon video. I was not I'm not pointing out that it was bad looking. I was just pointing out no, that it's very California. Yeah. Very. Yeah, we live in California. Uh Brian, my wife and I are taking a trip to San Francisco this summer, speaking of California. She is very excited to go to all the tourist spots, which is fine. But I'm into cool stuff. A lot of good restaurants in San Francisco. Do you yeah. have some recommendations? on good California beers I need to try. I'm a lager guy, but I'm down with pretty much anything that's not an IT IPA. Get at me, dude. That's from Ross. Ross, that's, I mean, I, I, I'm happy to steer you in any direction of California beers. I know the breweries. The problem is, is that I'm pretty much exclusively an IPA guy. And the, the greatest IPA in the world is made in Northern California. It's not made in San Francisco. It's made at Russian River Brewing, where, which is in Sonoma, but it's widely available in San Francisco. Of course, I'm talking about Pliny the Elder, but I will say this. If you're not a, an IPA guy, they can be a little boozy, a little strong for some people. They, a lot of breweries now are making IPLs, India Pale Lagers, which are a more robust flavored, log, but lighter drinking beer. So I would look out, look for, there's tons of good breweries out there. So you'll, you'll see some good beers. And if you see somebody pouring a nice IPL at a bar, I would, I would go in that direction if you're a lager guy. Thanks. I pretty much endorse any beer that's not malt liquor because it, it gave me horrible headaches in college, but I, I just love beer. I don't, you know, it's been a long time since a malt liquor crossed my lips, but I wouldn't, you know, if somebody, if I went over to somebody's house, but. Guest of the show, Travis Rogers, he used to do a thing. This guy, he's got a lot of fridges at his house. And he in his fridge, he will just keep random beers. So if you show up, he'll be like, you want a beer? And you'd be like, yeah. And then he'll open his fridge and he'll just reach in and grab you like a 40 ounce of King Cobra and just hand it to you just to <laughs> see how you react. I would drink it like yeah. for the fun of that. But I want to say it was some boys weekend five years ago, three years ago. And just while we were at the liquor store, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go with OE. And it, it yeah, like, it like you hear about two thirds of the way through it. Yeah. It's, it's getting warm and you've already got a headache. Yeah. Like it's something about that malt liquor is, is tough. It's yeah. tough in college. In college, we used to just pre-drink with it cause it was dirt cheap. Sure. But like you, you 
Things are different in college. Even but even back then, that last quarter to a third of that OE, you, that the thing is, you had to drink that thing fast because as you started creeping down on the end of that thing, it was really starting to taste like shit. So it had to be ice cold when you started to hit it, right? And you couldn't take any naps on that thing. You really no, no, didn't yeah, to be taking it was sips. There were, there wasn't a lot of conversation to be had. That was like watch a game. You know, we would have a game on pre-drink, but. You can't have much conversation because that beer is going to turn on you. No. Uh, one time my, we were in a hurry and my buddy Spence and I, what up Spence? We were in high school and we each beer bonged an entire 40 ounce of Old English. And it was not an experience. That's, I'm yeah, that's going to be like you know, heroin. Yeah. You know, and you know what, it, and then it hits you and- you, both of us were leaned over on the stoop, like drooling real hard. And we probably, it took us so long to recover that we probably could have just drank the beer in that time. We probably didn't even need to <laughs> beer bong it because it, we couldn't, we had to go somewhere and we just couldn't get moving because we had just taken an entire 40 ounce of malt liquor straight to the gut. Yeah. Night, night, night termite. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Second email. And this one, this one's brief. It just says, Ed is a slumlord. Hashtag episode 117. <laughs> That's from Pete, and yes, I believe that is that is the case. Did, did I bring that up in one seventeen? Yes. yes. I mean, I am a landlord, slumlord. So, well, this, I is mean, a, this is a beautiful two bedroom, two bath on Adams Street in Hoboken. This oh, is a beautiful home. Is it available for rent? Are you? Are you? Uh, no, no. Tours? I I think I I guess in the context I just brought brought up that I have new tenants, and yeah. these are firmly squarely in the millennial zone, and these like, guys they painted a wall. They painted a wall, and they also they they had their uh, hoverboard out when oh, I no, when I went it. to stop fix something. There, there really was, and I think I did. I send you a picture of what they hung on their wall. It was like a bad oh, yeah. pun, yeah. manatee pun yes. or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was I like didn't... in the hallway too. It was a weird placement as well. Yeah, I'm a. I mean, clearly, I mean, clearly, I've got uh, I've got a uh, open mind because I'm renting to somebody who, you know, clearly. It's got some uh, some different right. appetites. Right. Well, I don't think you have you have to worry about them bringing home too many broads, wrecking the place with raucous parties. But that was the thing. Night one of the when they moved in, I got complaints from my my uh, fellow co owners in the oh, building, no. saying they had a party and they're like, "Hey, we we're just excited for a new place." And I was like, "Yeah, well, you should be excited that you're an adult now and you have yeah. neighbors you have to deal That's with." Right. So shut the fuck up. Millennials are the. Worst. But yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a slumlord, mm-hmm. but I'm also not going to bend over backward yeah. for these guys like to coddle a couple of fucking millennials. Like, uh, okay, uh, guys, now we're adults and you're right. gonna pay the rent and you're gonna shut the fuck up. That's <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that's that. Uh, another email, Brian. Three major issues with showering at night. Oh, we're back to this. We didn't. We skipped this last week. This is a big topic on episode 116. We had a guest last week, so we didn't get to this on episode 117. But let's let, let's uh, let's put a bow on this one. Three major issues with showering at night. One, what if you sweat at night in your sleep? Two, what about the night sexing? I love me a night shower for a good night's rest, but an hour later, I have lady juice on me, mainly because I have lots of sex. I think we know who, who sent this email. Yeah, I think so, too. C, and most importantly, <coughs> morning. I really hate this word. 
this is this is this is my most hated word. Morning poops. The main plural. The main point of a shower in the morning is being able to shower after you have your morning shit. (sighs) Pooping after showering in the morning is a great way to ruin a day. And you're starting your day sticky from sleep sweat, crusty from lady juice on your junk. And I'm not even saying this other word. It's about your... Never mind. Uh, So... So disappointed you went to a Big West school. I hope this helps change your ways. Listen to to me. I went to Cal State Fullerton, signed John in Fullerton. I make no apologies for my night night showering. Uh, The one shower at night. I am I am curious about this. Yeah. Do you you never sweat at night? I mean, you don't have an air conditioner, and you talk about some days. Oh, you know, it's the heat wave. It's in ninety degrees. No, no, 80. we do. We haven't. We have an air conditioner here. We. Oh, in, I thought this, you said you didn't. Have no, one. at the what the last place. Okay. Last place. Last place was near the beach, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you're by the beach. You don't need an air conditioner. Get a nice breeze." Yeah, it still gets ninety-five degrees by the beach. Um, yeah, no, we have an air conditioner. I don't. I'm not like a heavy sweater. I'm not a guy that makes a lot of smells. I um, oh oh yeah you well, microwave you microwave fish at work right right not not body odor I have I don't really have any body odor well you go to the gym what you don't sweat when you go to the gym no I do sweat sweat when I go to the gym you which said is why you I need go to back at night to, yeah but you go back to work after yeah, after right. at the gym that's exactly you are right. you are the worst coworker I go you really are at, yeah so I go I typically go to the gym at, on my lunch break I bounce out midday. That's half the day, midday. I bounce out midday and I get a workout in and then I come back and I change back into my work clothes, unshowered, and then I microwave some fish for lunch because I like to, I like to get some protein after, my, after I'm getting my lifts in. Monster. Yeah. So I, I have no problem with that. Uh, okay. We also have a voicemail and I think we're, we're putting a, a, a bow on this topic. Now this is, this is the last we're going to hear about it because I believe this voicemail also references my showering routine. What's up guys and fancy. This is DT in Houston. Trying to get through the latest episode of the podcast when I got to Brian's habits in the shower. Um, morning. Excuse me, evening showers, Brian, that's just off the table. That's off the table, man. you got to shower in the morning. I will agree with you on brushing your teeth in the morning because like you, or I assume like you, I enjoy my medicine. And when I have my medicine, I have a nice funk in my mouth that I must scrub off with hot water. Anyway, thanks, guys. Okay, DT's a weed smoker, and he likes to brush his teeth really good after he smokes weed. Good for you, DT. I don't shame yeah, you for that. For, wake and bake, buddy. Yeah, do it. Do it up. Uh, okay, well, I appreciate everybody that reached out to shame me for my perfectly normal <laughs> hygienic habits, and I will not be changing them for you, Ed, Daly, for the listeners, for anyone. I'm very, very comfortable in the way I operate. I am uh, definitely going to take a night shower tonight. Uh yeah. But I'll take one in the morning also because – What's the point of that? You're all clean from the night. Yeah, but there's like night, you know, st- stuff. I, You know, I'd like to start off fresh. But the reason so, why I'm going to bring gonna this up – You're going to be so dry. You, you oh, no, must no. go through no, I, lotion, Ed. No, so much I, lotion. You want to you know something? Yeah. 
never used lotion in my life. What? I've got oily, not like greasy, greasy oh, skin. Jesus. So you but need yeah. two showers a day. That's the issue. No, I, but I've never used lotion. Oh, that's great. Um, but I, yes. I went, I took my son uh, swimming in like, you know, one of these just community oh, pools. There's a college in Hoboken. And so the amount of chlorine in this fucking thing, like I am, my eyes are still stinging. Yeah. And I just reek of chlorine. I've yeah. got to fucking. That's to, that's to kill all the floating bacteria that comes off of the I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying we should go swim in a chlorine free pool, but right. Jesus. Yeah. You, no, you that need that shit that. is strong. Yeah, it is. It really is. It really fucks up my eyes. I, I prefer a saltwater pool myself. Uh, no. Okay. Ed. What is going? Speaking of places, I don't want to go. Give us an update on what's happening in the greater Detroit area strip club scene. Well, former Michigan State Spartan and Orlando Magic point guard Keith Appling got arrested Sunday in a not all that surprising place for hoops players, a strip club. Apparently, the 24-year-old Appling showed up at the Pantheon Club a strip club located in Dearborn, Michigan, with a large assault rifle. Police were called, and the marginal NBA player can officially say goodbye to his NBA dreams. Brian, what are the scary, scariest words in this story? Large assault rifle or Dearborn, Michigan strip club? Yeah. What, I mean, I feel like everybody's rolling with an assault rifle, rifle in the greater Detroit area strip club scene right yeah i mean or a shotgun yeah i i when i thought of the scene i thought of that uh that beverly hills yeah cop. that early beverly hills yeah. cop yeah. scene with the guy with the the trench coat mm-hmm. yeah it's not a yeah. good scene cover me cover me that's always a weird it cover me what what's that mean what, what i need more instruction yeah aim like aim the gun at the me. bad guy right right like Give me a heads up. Let me know what the coverage needs to be. Give, give me, let me know which direction you're going. I'm just cover you. It's very, uh, yeah, I picture everybody wearing a long um, trench coat when it's much too warm to be wearing one so they can hide a, a double barreled shotgun or AR 15 rifle or a Kalishnikov or something like that. Because I just assumed Detroit was, uh, like barter town, like a, just a flat out war zone. <laughs> um, if, if you want to see some, uh, some interesting pictures, I just, I just Googled, uh, Pantheon club Dearborn and the Instagram account showed up and oh. some thick pictures. Oh, we might, we might have to share that on our on the Ball and Lifestyle pa- Facebook page. Uh, Pantheon Club. Uh, Zomato dot com gave it three stars. Oh, wow! Oh, it looks. Oh, it's got like a Roman. Oh, yeah, Pantheon. Come on. Yes, and very it, high in end. Roman uh, fashion, they've got gladiator fights. I'm sure there's a lion that comes out and kills you halfway through. They feed they feed Christians to it. <laughs> uh, Time well, to bounce. Um, yeah, I I don't know if this guy's going to get back in the league anytime soon. No. But I, I don't I don't fault him for you know. If you're an all star, yeah, they they figure out a way to discipline you. When you're a guy right. clinging to ten day contracts, they're like, eh, you know what? There's somebody else who's going to get the next ten day ten day league. Yeah, Italy. He's done. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, Ed. What? This I have major. This is major. Thoughts this is on this one, next one. Maybe the most horrifying story I've ever had to read. Let Let's hear about it. 
I mean, I think we can all agree one of the great joys of being a high school jock is being able to do dumb, funny things with your buddies. That's true. And, uh, well, Hunter Osborne of Red Mountain High in Ohio is learning sometimes dumb, funny things can put you in a world of pain with shithead adults. While they were lining up for the football team picture, Hunter's buddy dared him to do the old Texas belt buckle. Yeah, I love that. Hunter didn't back down from the dare and peeked his hog out from the waistband for the photo. (laughs) After the picture made it into the school yearbook, some embarrassment of a human being complained to the police about it. The Mesa County PD threw the book at Osborne. He was charged with 69 counts of indecent exposure, one for each person that was uh, present at the team photo. And that is those 69 counts are misdemeanors. And then one count of furnishing harmful items to minors, a class four felony. Osborne was released on his own reconnaissance and fitted with an electronic monitor. The school has recalled the 3,400 yearbooks and will fix the picture. Brian, who's the worst person in the world? The head of ISIS? Kim Kim Jong-un, the person who complained to the police? Or the Mesa County District Attorney. Um, that's actually really good because if you hadn't included that District Attorney, of course it would be the person that complained. Yeah, I think it's a tie, right? But you, it's when these ninnies. It reminds me of like when somebody is watching a golf tournament from home, and they see a guy accidentally ground his club in the bunker. Which is not allowed. Somehow, these fucking maniacs who are in no way wronged. These are the people have, that remind the teacher that they forgot to assign homework, kind of thing. Exactly. This 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 guy swinging a golf club. He didn't mean to touch a little sand with his club. He didn't even notice that he did it, and he just kind of does it right as he's taking his practice swing. It affects the outcome in no way at all. But some son of a bitch gets on the calls CBS and they're like, let me talk to Jim Nance. And then somebody reports it to the fucking rules official. I didn't. Guys have lost tournaments over this. Is this really a thing? Yes, this happens occasionally. Awful. And this person, this person is the worst fucking kind of person. You, you're just observing life. Yeah. You saw some fucking kids balls out and you know what? It's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. And also like, really, let's break it down. Who, yeah. wh- I mean, what? What is there to be offended by? No, no. Like, if you think that's like a, if you think that's disgusting, then you say to your yourself, "Well, then I don't like that guy, Hunter." That's fine. He doesn't need to be your pal. You could just say, like, right. "All right, so this guy is not the type of human being I want to be around." Me personally, I would love to high five Hunter. That's a good. That's a boss move. Absolutely. I remember when I was in high school. People used to try the old, hey, did I sit in some gum routine? And they'd have like a little bit of their balls pulled out like through the crotch of their pants. But my my buddy Jason took it up a notch because he had like a rip in this one pair of jeans and he could get his whole balls out from from in, in the crack. And he would ask people all the time, hey, did I sit in some gum? And he'd have his whole ball sack hanging out. And you know what? Never wasn't funny. I, I know the joke was coming, even when it's and coming. Laughed at it every time. Right, you see that thing coming from a mile away, and it's still hilarious. Yeah. I, I have a guy, uh, I have a buddy who uh, is very successful commercial director. Like you, yeah. everyone has seen commercials he's done. 
This yeah. guy was famous for donging people. Like he would, yeah. he would do the wristwatch. He would, he would just That's be like, right. he would leave the bar and then just stand outside the bar window with his cock, with out. His cock out, and like you just yeah. wait, wait for you to notice. It, it was great. Guy was right. a goddamn right. hero. And he's probably got a fantastic cock because the guy that really wants you to expose you and this high school kid is probably no exception. The guy that really, right, I'm not pulling the Texas n- belt buckle. No, the guy that's always naked in the locker room. There's always that one guy <clears throat> that's just, that'll just walk around naked. Everybody's God all dressed him. and he's, he's naked extra long. That's because he's got a massive dog. But good he for him. Really? He really wants you to see. He's using it for good instead thing. of evil though. He's doing it for comedy. That's exactly. great. Exactly. And this, this DA, this is, this is a Mike Nifong situation, yeah. the Duke lacrosse DA, right. the Durham DA, this piece of shit. He knew that no crime had been committed, but he wanted to promote himself. And that's the same thing that's going on with this shithead in Dayton, Ohio, or wherever this is going on. Free this kid, whatever his yeah. name is. This kid is I'm, being persecuted. This could affect him the whole rest of his I mean, life. Class four felony. The misdemeanors, yes. like that could be one of those things. All right, well, we'll never have to, we'll never have to, uh, you never have to report it. Like it'll disappear sure. from your record. I mean, it's still unacceptable. Like that this, guy, this kid is definitely going to have to do community service yes. over this. Yeah. But, but at this, least this, is, this isn't going to be on his record. If he gets that felony, like he's always, yeah. he's always got that shadowing him. That's yeah, he'll up. he'll have to register as a sex offender right. for the rest of his fucking Kids life. Kids just it's, fucking donging people. That's yeah, he's a it's, hero. It's a hilarious. It's a hilarious joke. It's fucking outrage culture run amok. And somebody in the state of Ohio, which we have, uh, we, which we have demonstrated on this show, is actually Midwestern Florida. Yeah, somebody in the state of Ohio, uh, an elected official has to step in and say enough. Right, and and, and give this kid a break, and also. The poor cops. There's no way yeah. these guys wanted to arrest the kid. No, they were laughing their ass off. Because a lot of small town, a lot of those cops, parents. a lot of those cops have been there. They've been on sports oh, teams. Yeah. They've been a guy. Yeah, they probably were like, "Sorry, I have to do this. It's my job. I get yeah. fired if I don't do it." I remember when I played sports in high school. Guys were real. Thought it was really funny to give somebody an atomic sit up. An atomic sit up, of course, is where you have you. Someone lies on their back and you cover their face with a towel or something. And then, then you tell them that there's going to be a weight pressed against oh, them. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go, so you go, you got to sit up really hard. You ready? One, two, three. And you pull the towel away and they sit up really hard and someone squatted over them with their ass out. Yeah. It's so fucking, they sit up directly is, into their ass. This is That's part fucking of, hilarious. This is part of like be, be, yes. turning from boy to man. Like you have to write a passage. It's a rite of passage, and this fucking brilliant kid got his dong in the goddamn yearbook. That's the dream. He, it's amazing. Yeah, he, it's the greatest prank ever. Instead of a joke just for a few guys, he fucking, it, what, what was it, like 3,400 yearbooks? Yeah, yearbooks. Goddamn yeah, hero. Gradu- or, that's a big high school. Yeah, absolutely. Love this let's, guy. Well, let's follow this case. Let's, uh, let's yeah. keep an eye out Hopefully for this Hopefully I'll have a happy update on this one. Yeah, anybody knows this kid, once he's cleared, I assume somebody's going to step in. Once this kid is cleared, he he will be welcomed as a hero, as a guest on the Ball Last yeah, podcast. We would love to have him on absolutely. and have a conversation about him whipping his dick out in the in the football picture. Yes, Ed, what's up? You spend a lot of time in Europe. Yeah, I do. And in a lot of ways, 
it's a much more, they get a lot more liberty over there. There, as you can attest, there's, if not legal prostitution, there's tolerated prostitution. Open containers. Yeah. People, you can drink wherever you want. Having a nice day at the park? Crack open a beer. Crack a beer. A lot of times there'll be a beer vendor there selling beers. Sure, sure. You go, you go to a beach in Europe, and the broads have got them out. Yeah, they do. God bless them. Sometimes, lot, sometimes. But in a lot of ways, they live in a more repressed society. Take, for instance, this woman in France who was arrested this week, when all she did was walk into a police station with three bags, two filled with powder cocaine, one filled with crack cocaine, set them on the counter, and ask nicely for the cops to test the purity of her cocaine. Uh. These fucking buzzkills, rather than do the right thing and give her a heads up that, hey, this cocaine's good to go, or, hey... You might want to be careful. This is mostly Ajax. Anyone who's ever seen the Cheech and Chong movie still smoke. That's right. They know what happens if you do a line of Ajax. Not a good idea. Also, they still sell Ajax. It's a great cleanser, Ajax. It, I think it was a little too good a cleanser. That's been usurped by Comet. Yeah, I think it burned your dangerous. fingers off. You know what? I miss borax. I'm just walking into a restroom restroom in a bar, having that powdered borax pour out of that little thing where you hit the little the little chrome dong and the borax comes out. <laughs> get your hands nice and clean. Even if you have some grease on your oh, hands, get that borax. That cleans it right off. That's taking off your fingerprints. Yeah. You know what's the grossest thing when you go into a public restroom? It doesn't happen Tell much. Me. Maybe like a gas station or something terrible. Oh, the, the rolling, the rolling. No. Well, Paper towel. Yeah, that that's really bad because nobody's bad ever anymore. watched that. But yeah. how about the bar of soap occasionally by the oh, the yeah, sink? You, see that. you do see that occasionally. I mean, like, it's usually like a yeah, like a mom and pop gas yeah, station. Yeah, it's like a gas station, but like who the fuck has touched that bar of soap? Had better been there since the seventies. Right. Yeah, because no one's. would be like, what? No You're getting dirtier. That's disgusting. No one's using bar of soap. Not not to not to keep bringing them up, but. Former Baller Lifestyle podcast guest Travis Rogers. Oh, no. Not only does this guy use bar soap in the shower, he washes his hair with bar soap. <laughs> he does the whole head <laughs> to toe. Uh, all of it. He uses well, one product in the shower. Like me, you guys make fun of me because I'm shaving in there. I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> you spend half your life in there. Right. I'm, t- I'm taking meetings. I'm having calls. Like I got, I got a lot going on in there. I'm like... I'm like uh, Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places. I'm like getting washed and getting scrubbed off. Yeah, I, I'm still – the bar of soap on the head? Yeah, he uses clean – and I don't know if you've seen the guy, but the guy's head of hair is not doing well. You you wonder it's on, if maybe – It's on the fade, he, sure. Yeah, if he picked up uh, maybe a salon-grade shampoo, he might, he might be, hold on to a little more hair. But I digress. Ed – this woman in France, all she was trying to do was make sure her drugs were good to go. She was no threat to society. These right. French cops, they, you know, I once knew a person, an American, whose wife took ill at a, at a, at, in France, and they had to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. 
And this was, she had to be hospitalized. She had like some sort of allergic reaction or something, but she had to stay like a couple days in the hospital. And when they, when they went to check out, the guy got out his credit card mm-hmm. and they said, and they, all they charged him for in the two days she was in the hospital was for one glass of orange juice. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, people have their complaints about the, uh, yeah, the whole socialized medicine th- scene. Uh, my son, when we were in uh, England one time, he had like 105 fever, something pretty right. bad. We Scary, walked into yes. walked into the hospital. They, they took care of him. Everything was fine. We left, and we're like, "All right, well, what do what do we need from us?" And they're like, "Just uh, just let us know if anything changes." Yeah. But like, Come on, goodbye, sir. see ya. It yeah, was the best. Good to go. It was great. Yeah, yeah, it's a decent system they got over there. Mm. So Ed, this woman was taken into custody. Now she's got to go to a hearing. She's apparently the French cops are super narcs. Fucking and this, nerds. This woman's, this woman's looking at a year in the joint oh. just just because there there were too much of buzz kills to test her coke for. So and it seems like you have that much coke. Like she was she was ready to party with with friends. Like she was yeah. she was she was helping everyone out. Right. She wanted to make sure her coke was good to go. Right. And, she was probably going to share it around town. Altru- altruistic clown coke. powder. Altruistic clown powder. There, more, more people holding coke should be, there should be coke testing locations right. throughout cities around the world. You know how like, you know how like you go to Target and they have those scanners so you can check the prices anywhere? Yes. Right? Like just exactly. around Paris, like right, you know, around the corner from the Louvre, they just got like a little coke testing station. Yeah, like like on cops, they have like a little. They they put it in a little vial and they shake it up. Shh, it turns blue, and they're like, "All right, we got coke here." All right, Oops. how about how about in every '80s movie where the the guy uh, the captain just takes a little taste? Yeah, little little taster. Right, like he always was very confident. Oh, this is pure. Like, or they they bust out. They always had like a switchblade or butterfly knife or just. Oh, like, that's oh, right. And they always cut the bag like right through the middle, like, like an animal. Yeah, like right in the side. Like, do they open <laughs> chips right from the middle? Right. That's, that all the coke's gonna pour out yeah. in the side of that bag now, guy. Do you got you got some invisible tape? Right. You got some packing tape? Right. Open it like a bag of lays up top. Why? Well, why in the middle, guys? How, how about in um, Tango and Cash? The very beginning of Tango and Cash, where. Sylvester Stallone, I'm not sure if he was Tango or Cash. I'm going to say he was Tango. Mm. Yeah, it sounds he's, right. He he's, gets like a car chase and like pulls over a, a, a huge tanker truck and shoots the side of it with the 38 and it shoots a hole in the side and cocaine just starts pouring out like sugar. Yeah, who packed that fucking truck? <laughs> like, wouldn't it be in, in like... It, like wrapped up, right? That doesn't even make any sense. And what if that bullet bounced off and hit your fucking partner in the eye right. or something? A little bit irresponsible. It's very dangerous. Okay, Ed. I just want to let you know that it's still 1931 in Alabama. Uh, that the chief of the Supreme Court there, Roy Moore, mm-hmm. who's well known for his embrace of religion in the courtroom, which is just exactly where you want your religion to be in, in the courtroom, right? Uh, he's, he claims he's under attack because this week he accused the civil rights organization, the Southern Poverty Law Center, as well as atheists, homosexuals, and transgender individuals (laughs) for filing politically motivated charges that he violated the Judicial Ethics Act. Poor guy's under attack. He really is. Quote, for months, 
Wait, hold on. <clears throat> For months, I've sat back while complaint after complaint has been filed by persons and individuals and organizations which have mischaracterized and misstated my position, Moore said. <laughs> Apparently, he's from the bench announced that the Alabama judges and the Alabama constitution uh, prohibits gay marriage, which we all know by now is that that law is usurped in this land by federal law, which permits anyone to be married to anyone else they want to. I'm not a, I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure that that Alabama judge should be pretty clear on who, you know, what's precedent and what, what is legal and what isn't. I feel like they get, like, as these things come out, they have people that work for them and they're like, it's kind of like every year you go get your taxes done. Yeah. You trust that the guy that does your taxes. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, I do. Because I have no he, fucking clue. Right. He knows the updates. He goes, like, he reads the new updates that come out and he probably goes to, like, some seminars and conferences where they're like, hey, look out for this. You can do this now. I feel like it's the same way with judges, especially big case like that that makes the news from the Supreme Court. You really know where you stand at that point. But not this guy who said, quote, I at <clears throat> wait, hold on, I do the, gotta do the voice again. I ask you to continue to uphold and support the Alabama Constitution with respect to marriage, both for the welfare of this state and for our posterity, he said. Be advised that I stand with you to stop judicial tyranny and any unlawful opinions issued without constitutional authority. Ed, I need to know, what is scarier here? The fact that it's 2016 and a maniac like this is in a position of power? Or that my cousin Vinny was a fiercely accurate representation of the Alabama legal system? (laughs) It really is. It's yeah, amazing. It's really just like that. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. It's it's really uh, you know how like sometimes when they when you were a kid they'd say, Well, when you're older you understand. You'll understand about yeah, this yeah. or that. The older I get, and like the more you've just lived on earth with other people, the less these fucking backwards people make sense. Seriously. Like yeah. I mean, haven't you been out there in on Earth? There are no gay people in in Alabama. Like you don't get that. Like this is it. Just it doesn't matter. None of this matters. That like matter. you need to protect fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. You and your ugly wife are, need to protect the sanctity of marriage. Like fuck you're, you. You're not affected. You're not affected by who can take a piss in what bathroom. And you also you you're live not affected. And you live long enough to realize. How fucking hard life is in every walk of life. Yeah. You know, in every facet of of living. Like, it's tough. There's a lot of things you got to deal with. People go through hardships. And it's like, you still think this matters? Yeah. Go the fuck away. Yes. There's real shit. A United States Navy SEAL died today in Iraq, Ed. Yeah. This, this, that's life and death. That's real, a real fucking problem couple of guys that want to dance at a wedding together with their arms over their head like that's okay adam and steve playing house and fucking decorating good for them holding hands who gives a fuck who gives a fuck (sighs) i do not give a fuck i don't care who pisses in what bathroom i don't it's it's so inconsequential and don't be fucking led off the cliff 
like a fucking lemming over this one, guys. It doesn't fucking matter. No, a pedophile is not waiting for the laws to change to go into the fucking bathroom to get your kid. Yeah, and it's just it it's just it doesn't matter. Nobody no. cares. Nobody cares about this judge. They're not they're not gonna just, you know, a couple of gay guys are gonna start fucking on his front lawn. Like yeah. just go away, buddy. Yeah. You know, Ed, last week, me and Fancy Sauce, we went out to sushi. Mm-hmm. And I got up, I went to the restroom. Somebody was in it. So you know what I did? What did you do? I went in the ladies and I had a piss. And I came out, I washed my hands. And I came out, and there was no big. It was no big deal. It wasn't an issue. Oh, you didn't. You Not didn't like wait, hide in there to assault somebody. Yeah, I didn't rape anybody. I didn't do anything. Congratulations! I know that's very hard. I don't, I don't think it's lawful. I don't think it's legal that I did that. But I just went ahead yeah. and did it. And you know what? No one's life was affected. Sometimes you gotta go. Yeah. So fuck off. Uh, okay. Excellent job, Ed. Where's uh, our work is done here? Yeah. Somebody else is coming to run the show the rest of the way. Sure. Of course, I'm talking about our pop culture correspondent. It's time for Fancy Pop with our very own pop culture correspondent, Kate McManus, a.k.a. Fancy Sauce. She joins us now. How you doing, Kate? Hey, Kate. Kate? Well, hello. Hi. Hi. Did you hear hear me getting riled up a minute ago? Did you hear my blood starting to boil? Yeah, well, so... Just ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Glad Don't get me started. I'm glad you agree. Uh, before we get in, everyone loves Fancy Pop, but before we get into Fancy Pop, we have uh-huh. a couple of emails to read. Oh, good. Some, well, this first one is just to take shots at me, so I'll just get through it really quick. These are both from Ish. Hello. In last week's episode, Brian said he likes petite women. Okay, this, this sounds like it's about to get creepy. Uh-huh. Nothing surprises me less because, well, petite birds of a feather. I am not oh, a petite wow. person. That is, that is a rude. Bit of a dig there. That is rude. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even a subtle dig. Be honest. Who is taller, Brian or Kate? Also a dig because anyone listening to this show would follow us on Instagram where we often are seen cavorting together and I'm <laughs> much taller than Kate. <laughs> Also, Brian, were you a weebelow? I think that's three short jokes in a row. Wait, but weebelow. What's a weebelow? Weebelow is like a. a that's Cub like Scout, right. That's like, but that I think that's like the advanced. That's past Boy Scout. Oh, is it? I think it's Cub Scout, Boy Scout, then weebelow. I luckily Brian was not the type of child no. that was would have been welcomed Luck, into Boy Scout. Luckily, my childhood, my parents took no interest in me in childhood. So I was not, there were a lot of things I wanted to do that I didn't do, but I, what I really didn't want to do is Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts. So I was not, I was not a Weeblow or any other scout. Sadly. You were, Ed, weren't you? Well, when I was- you had an idyllic childhood in in the hills of New Jersey. When when I was in, let's say third grade or so. Yeah. Um, my- my dad, I think, was like when he was in third grade, he dad, did it. Your dad, the airline pilot. What? No, I've, I just decided that your dad was an airline pilot. No, he's a fucking salesman. Oh, okay. Um, but I think he started it then, and so he like signed me up. Oh no! All right, maybe it was fourth grade. Something. It was around there, and like he's like, yeah, it was it was cool. And like back in the day, he did it. And like one of the first things they tell you is like you get this uh, Swiss Army knife. And you gotta like carve something, and oh, and shit. I feel like it was like maybe maybe I lasted six weeks, and I was yeah. like, Dad, Dad, I'm not into carving, I'm not into yeah. tying knots. Like, no. 
You know, I'm into sports. Like I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't ever want to camp ever right. in my entire life. Let's, oh, thank God. Yeah, let's let's go toss the pigskin. So, so I, I mean, I think my dad was cool about it and yeah. just like let it go. But in the in the early stages, like I remember, like feeling like, oh wait a second, this is a weird club where people want to be outdoors all the time, and that yeah, was not for worst, me. The worst. I I will to just just because this came to me right now. I once went on a um, camping trip, a canoeing trip. My grandpa, his like buddy was a, was a scout leader or something. And my grandpa, for some reason, decided to take me on one of these scouting canoe trips. And in the middle of it, my grandpa got dehydrated on the Colorado mm. River. And he was in the back of the canoe. And I sensed something was up because I was, it was kind of like a tandem bike where I was paddling my ass off, like to try to get in a current. And I'm like, hey, this fucking asshole is not helping. And I, <laughs> this is a crazy story. And I turn around and the guy was like clenched up, like something was fucking wrong with him. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, dickhead, there's no other adults around. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he leaned over the side of the canoe and and capsized it and fell into what? the Colorado River. Stroke? He, he had a, a seizure. Wow. And we learned later. And how, I, how old were you? I was like 12 years old. Right. And, and did you like have to be the hero? Yeah, I had to rescue him. Luckily, like the water wasn't super deep. So I think <laughs> I could stand crazy. up and I kind of like grab. he plunged in and he I grabbed him under the arms and like kind of shimmied my way up to the beach where I dropped him on the beach. And then I'm like, and it was like middle of the desert. There's no one around. And I'm like, Oh, what the fuck do I do now? And he was just like shaking there on the beach. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm 12. I don't know what to do here. And then randomly some dude ran out of nowhere and he's like, I'm a firefighter. I got this. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Thank God. And uh, take over, please. So lucky. Hey, by the way. Yeah. Congratulations for being a goddamn hero. Yeah. I'm a goddamn hero. Uh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that till just now. Lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one where ish is going to up the creepiness. Uh, Uh so get ready for this. Hey, y'all, in episode 114, Ed's joke about being able to fit 30,000 jelly beans in Vern Lundquist's head was hilarious. Guy's got a big noggin. Well played, Ed. Thank Nobody you. ever compliments my jokes, by the way. Ed gets tons. <laughs> of, like, I agree. Ed is funny. Maybe throw me one. Ed has a guys. lot of fan mail. Once, like, people I just are called like, you a hero. I mean, like, I didn't save lives. I just made fun of Vern Lundquist. No, you do a great job. Uh, same emailer tells you you're funny. Just did three jokes about how short I am. Okay. Here's another one. <laughs> if I'm right, I bet Brian sends Kate sex. Whoa. What? <laughs> Kate. Who is this from? This is he, from he, he broke into your no, phone. Ish. Like, uh, like the, uh, yes. that whole uh, celebrity the, thing. This is a whole new fappening. He, he oh thinks I God. send sex, but then he, then he ramps <laughs> it up. Kate. He asked her directly. Uh-oh. Kate. Do you send Brian sex too? Don't answer that. I Very know, intimate and personal. I'll ish. say, I know I'm right in saying that Ed definitely does not text Michelle. Those Correct, Amundo. Ed, does she send you <laughs> NSFW pics? This is so creepy. I will. I will answer this one. Oh my god! If you if you insist, you can. You don't have to. No, and Before. I'm not. I'm not asking for him because what kind of maniac jerks off to the one person they're having sex with? You're supposed to have a fantasy. It's it's one thing. I I, I can't speak to long distance relationships. I get get that. That's a whole different thing when you can't be around someone. It's true. 
But I'd like, like to if answer it's the that. person you potentially could be having sex with, like hours later, minutes yeah. later. Yeah. I mean, I you are you are a serial killer if you're masturbating to the person you're actually having sex with. I agree, Kate. Your thoughts? I lost my train of thought. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Jay Moore, apparently, because oh. he re- I, I replied to one of his tweets, and he apparently. Apparently his wife, Nikki Cox, has never had to pleasure herself because she's so hot is the Mm. subtext. Mm -hmm. And that he um, only masturbates or doesn't need to masturbate because the thing he fantasizes about his wife Uh, is right there next to him. He told me that directly. But sometimes broads aren't like they don't feel like having sex. She always feels like having sex. Apparently, yeah. What is she? She she exists you told to me pleasure that him. Said I mean, that come on, on come the fuck on. She's always he's down. Very, he's very. Yeah, I know he's very into his wife. Anyway, guy does does a hell of a Christopher Walken impression. He's a funny guy. He's he's, he's a funny friend of our our um, occasional guest Jason Stewart on the show. Uh, maybe we can get him on. We can That'd discuss it with him. Mm-hmm. I did hear one time Howard Stern uh, asked Lenny Kravitz that there's a rumor that Lenny Kravitz never has to masturbate because he's, uh, he's fucking so much that he never, there's always, he's you know always what? got someone there to have sex with. In that, in that situation, if you're not in a relationship and you're a rock star who's just always getting right. sex in every form at all times. Yes. I get it. That, the, that the need for masturbation would probably be low. Right. But you're still going to do it. There's, there's still going to be times. Okay. I, I yes. Maybe Lenny doesn't. Yeah. I mean, if maybe. anybody doesn't, it's Lenny. Right. I mean, he's, he's a- He's one of my new couple alerts. He's oh, dating oh. supermodel Naomi Campbell. I know. It's, that's, it's weird that he's dating someone age appropriate. It is I was weird. shocked by that. Okay, okay, hold on. We're not done with this email. It's, okay. the, the, the creepiness ramps up exponentially Please. right now. No, it can't be. I text my wife private photos. Which she tells me she likes. And even though I tell her that I would love to receive oh, photos no. from her, she has yet to send any my way. No. So here's my life coaching question. Should I drop the subject with her? Drop if, the subject with us, first yes, of all. Yes, I agree. <laughs> if not, no, we're life coaches. This is, this is what we're here for. Okay. If not, how can I get her to text me private photos? In advance, thank you for your sage advice. That is from Ish. Kate, you are the woman in this situation. What are your thoughts for Ish? Oh, my God. What um, do you think? If you want her to send you sexy nudes and she's not getting the hint yeah. by she- you sending her sexy nudes, right? you have one choice, and that's to say... I would love some sexy nudes from you. But he said he says he's done that. And oh. she's she's refused. Well, yeah, you can't force her to. Right. I mean, you can take some yeah. nudes of her right. with your phone that you can look at later. Right. Yes. I don't know. She might not be down with that either. Uh Ed Daly. We, you know, um, uh, you know how like little girls play with paper dolls? Maybe you could take pictures of your wife, her head, <laughs> and then cut it out and That's put it on idea. top of like, you know, go buy hustler. That is a great idea. Um, ish, buddy. This could be some this it's definitely something you're going to want to back off on. If you want my advice, the best way to get sex is to have your wife move to Indonesia. 
that <laughs> I feel like that is a successful tactic. But if it's the Ram if it's the sex. wife that you're you're right. seeing every night, you see her all the time. I can move on to something he else. You to, porn. He wants his relationship to get a bit be a bit more sexy. Here, I, and I, I understand what he's saying. Here's what I would do. I would do a moratorium. I wouldn't send her any sex, and I would back off on the asking her for sex. But what I would do is the ramp up when you're around her, complimenting her. Tell her how pretty you think she is. Tell her, mm-hmm. tell her how attracted to her you are. Let her know that she really does it for you. Give her that confidence. Because a lot of times, chicks, they don't, you know, they're running the kids around. They're not in a place where they they are think of themselves as a sexual being. And it's up to you to let them know that. Of course, that's not good advice. Creepy you have to make way. her feel sexy. Make to her get feel, her into yeah. a sexy. But space. also the yes. paper dolls thing. I think I think I'm onto something. And there. Indonesia, Indo- If she's in Indonesia, yeah. I guarantee you, you're going to get some sex. Mm-hmm. Learn Photoshop. <laughs> okay, Kate. What? Oh, guys. By the way, if you want to reach out in a you know less creepy way than our buddy Ish just did. Please do send us an email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. That is the place where you can get to us, where we can talk life coaching. We can help you with this stuff. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Um, Well, first of all, I'd like to thank our very first Patreon contributor. Oh, right. First patron. Yeah. Um, who goes by the Twitter handle of Dolomite D. Dolomite D is a hero. Very hero. generously made a contribution to our Patreon. Outstanding. That is that is page. Do- and Dolomite is a has, super fan. Yeah, so he's he, probably our number one fan right now. He has definitely unique, yeah, definitely the unique place of being the very first contributor. Dolomite so thank, thank and, you so and much. Mike we and really, we really appreciate those are, it. Those are our two number That's one right. fans. That's right, Dolomite and, and the rest Mike of you guys. Marshall. Take his lead. That's right. Go to our Patreon page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Patreon. Reach we'd, out. We'd we'd contribute. really appreciate it. it. Doesn't have to be a lot, guys. It yeah. can be a little. It should be a lot. Hey, because you're a lot fucking entertained with my shower of, routine. Couple of bucks a month, you won't even miss yeah. it. Yeah, you won't miss five bucks. I you probably won't I, miss ten. I shared That's a sure. harrowing tale of cheating death this weekend. Right. Yeah, Ed Ed almost died in the projects, the towers. Okay, Kate. What else is going on? All right. So it's a war um, out of the 80s as Arsenio Hall takes on Sinead O'Connor after the Irish singer accused the former talk show host of supplying Prince with drugs. I love this story. Arsenio is outraged over the charges and it doesn't help that Sinead has even spent her recent concerts refusing to um, perform the Prince Pen song. Nothing compares to you that made her a star. She's a maniac. Um, She's blaming... um, yeah, she's basically saying two words for the DEA investigating where Prince got his drugs over the decades. Arsenio Hall, <laughs> a.k.a. Prince's and Eddie Murphy's bitch. <laughs> she went on to say on her Facebook page, um, she's actually reported Arsenio to the Carver County Sheriff's Department, which is investigating Prince's death. Um, anyway, so funny. Um, you know... Yes, she's pretty bonkers. I, I really hate siding with Arsenio on anything, and I I love her response and all. But there is something super disturbing 
when a band won't play or a, a musician They're won't hit. play the song the song that brought them there. Right, yeah. the cover. Like, yeah. just give us the give us the that encore performance it's, of of the song that and, yeah, that makes anybody rude. give a shit about it's you. Pretty, it's pretty. I one time. Um, yeah, she, I one time went to. Uh, uh, I went to a, a horrible free show in, in the most Hoboken horrible thing. It was like a street festival, and like it was it was like early twenties, just day drinking. And Nancy Sinatra is performing oh, yes. out front, and we're, we left the bar. We're like, "All right, let's let's hear us play." These boots are made for walking, and she's like, "Here's a few songs for my new album." Mm. We're like, "All right, let's go back in the bar." Like, right. play play the only song people give a shit about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like bands, don't play your new album. Nobody well, ever. The worst play a couple. We understand. The worst There's words in the English language is, "Here's a song from my new album." I once saw. I used to live in this neighborhood that would get like. A, they would take all the homeowners association money and they would throw like this big festival every summer and they would get like an 80s band to come headline it and these 80s bands they make a lot of money doing this so there was like there like was like an a, 80s cover band no like the actual band like berlin came and played oh that's sick and that. one one year it was sugar ray and there would be bands like would that not, would not go to that and we, 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 it was bands like that and one year it was the band and not not a lot of people are going to remember this band one, it was the band Lit. Who I don't know that one. They're, I don't remember. They're that from one. Orange County, and they had a sort of a hit in the '90s. And I don't. I, it escapes me. And also, they had a guitar player with a long braided goatee. Mm-hmm. That's how you would know them. Oof. That's how I, I wouldn't think, know like, them. Pamela Anderson might have been on one of their album covers. That's not the point. The point is the guy. They were relatively well known. The point is the guy was on stage, and he's like. You know, it was like halfway through the show. He's like, you know, a lot of people have been asking me, when's the new album coming out? And I was like, nobody's nope. fucking been asking you that. Not no even one, not even your wife. Not no, even your no sister. One, not even your kids. No one has asked you when the new album is coming out. Stop it. Uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? Um, well, just closing out that story, um, Sinead has also claimed she once alleged that Prince punched her and held her against her will at Paisley Park. He's 5'2". Who's he going to punch? And she's she, she's a uh, larger stock, she right? Yeah. Like a, she looks like a dude, let's be honest. Yeah. She's Irish. Uh, you know, she probably comes from a fighting background. I need some right. water. Yeah, I, I'm not buying that part of the story. This, this, this Sinead could beat the shit out of Prince. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine Prince making a fist. Uh, Kate, but I else? will say yes. her version of that song is is much better than Prince's version. Yeah, I don't, I don't, can't say that I've heard Prince do it. I heard it in the last week, and it wasn't so good. Yeah. Uh, okay, Kate. What else is going on in the world of pop culture? Okay, last week I um, reported. Um, about the guy that got punched by a random stranger while emerging from a subway station in New York's Lower East Side and while falling down the stairs, all he could hear was, this is because you look exactly like Shia LaBeouf. The most specific beatdown of all time. Right. Um, days after the incident, which left, um, his name was Mario Licato. Yeah, he's in advertising. Yeah, he's in advertising. He's an art director in digital advertising. Um, left him with a black eye and some stitches. He received a voicemail from none other than Shia LaBeouf. Oh, that's pretty badass. The voicemail went a little like this. Hey, this is Shia LaBeouf. I just read an article that you were punched in the face because you look like me. Oh, man, that sucks. I'm so sorry, but I get it. It's happened to me before. 
<laughs> I don't know. It? I wish I was in New York. I'd come bring you some soup. This sucks. I don't even know what to say. I'm sorry. People are just crazy. Just because you look like me? Um, here's my phone number. Don't give it to anybody. Please, please call me back. Call me back if you want to. We could chat. Let's giggle over this. Maybe there's a silver lining in all this. But call me back. And then he was like, and once again, this is Shia LaBeouf, the guy you got hit for looking like. And yeah, man, I'm sorry. I'm just really sorry. Keep your head up, G. I mean, the story started off like <laughs> when when you were saying, oh, he reached out to him. I thought like, well, that's that's a pretty cool move. Yeah. And then he offered to bring the guy soup. Well, I mean, you say, you know, let's meet for a drink or you just keep it simple and say, I'm sorry. You don't offer to bring some random dude soup. We don't want your baked goods. We don't want no. your soup. I mean, go, I, go away, I didn't take it literally. Yeah, I mean, like maybe. when I when you're no, sick and I'm like, hey, do you want didn't me to bring you some soup? Didn't he say giggles? Also, did he say giggles and soup? Like, come on. Yeah, let's have a giggle about this. Yeah, this I mean, is not this, this is not something you're supposed to say to a stranger. Sh- this is Shia LaBeouf is manic. He could he could ease he even without offering he could show up to anyone's house with soup at any point. That's true. Like he could show also people that order soup. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you not have teeth? There's but all you sorts of things on the menu. There's ribs on the menu. There's cheese. Hang on. I, I mean, it depends on the context. Oh, no. But soup in a sandwich? It's good. Good mm, combo. It's okay. It's not. I probably do salad in a sandwich. Oh, well, there's, where, mean, there's where you failed. Matter of fact, I always do it. Unless oh, it's no. like really cold out or they have some kind of special soup. I won't I'll never order soup at a restaurant, yeah. but I'll have it. Like, I'll make it at home yeah. to eat. Consomme. What? I'm really into bone broth. Oh, yeah, that's healthy. I that's make my really own good bone broth. Yeah. It's good for gut. You, you go to a restaurant for healthy, or you go to enjoy your experience? Yeah. You, know what I'll, you know what I'll get sometimes? I is if I'm, eat whatever If I'm, I like, in the, in the Bay Area, the yay area, I'll get a, I'll get a bowl of clam chowder. Yeah, you're going to pass up clam chowder for a fucking salad? No. Get no, out of here. I get clam chowder. You know what I don't mind is that the Manhattan clam chowder, the red oh, I was just going to say, oh, but if good. you have a Manhattan clam chowder, you're a serial killer. No, Nobody good. likes that. That's good. You no. know that's what my the worst. That's is? the sad With clam Tabasco. Chowder. I put lots of Tabasco in any soup. My favorite eat. soup yeah. is French onion soup. Gr- delicious. That's oh, a great Why soup. Would, you would never soup. pass up French onion for a goddamn salad. A bit salty. I... In high school, I, I like salty. I worked. I take at, sodium over processed sugar any day. I, I did, is that an option? Is that somebody presented that quandary? For Kate, you? that's a delicious soup. Don't listen to him. I, I never listened to him. When I was like, in high school, almost exclusive. I, I worked at soup plantation where I made a shitload of soup. Oh, that's where this anger comes from. Lockdown memory lane. I made Brian a lot. Today. Well, we've had in a my soup plantation. But yeah, it's like, like a soup and salad restaurant. Do they have those on the East Coast? No, they don't have soup plantation. I mean, they've they've got a million of every dumb idea, but soup plantation is a pretty questionable name. I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend. Did you sing Old Man River as you worked? I, I would. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend going. You just keep moving. It's my understanding. I haven't been, but it's my understanding that the place has gone downhill since I worked there <laughs> in the early nineteen nineties. Okay, continue. In the eighteen fifties, also. When all those cases of Miller Genuine Draft that they were missing, when they'd go do inter, inter, <laughs> what do you call it? Inventory? When they'd go do inventory and there'd be a case of Miller Genuine Draft missing, that's because I stole it. 
That was the best when I when I was in charge of inventory at the bar Coming I worked clean. at in college. Yeah. Coming oh, clean, did we like get eighteen cases or seventeen right. cases? Is this yeah, one of the steps? One less bottle of Jack Daniels. You know how it goes. <laughs> okay, Kate, what else? I only have one more story. Yeah, that's all we I need. Was, I was busy. Yeah, we had life coaching to do tonight. Yeah, you know what? What I you know that I'm very into all things to do with Scientology. Scientology's great. I'm and thinking about I'm thinking about taking some. I'm gonna go get audited. You should. Yeah. Um, what, so nothing ever came of that documentary that pretty much told you all you needed to know? Like I, nothing? No, no, I mean, I don't think there was any well, investigation there's into... More. There's more, isn't there? David Miscavige's wife's right. disappearance, Is there more Shelley. That? But, but what about David Miscavige? That, that Leah Remini, she wrote a book about Scientology. Well, I got there's a better book and coming Le- out. Leah Remini, she is... She, I realize it. about her when I see her that... If she's not talking, she's pretty fucking attractive. Except for there was a little stretch where she started looking like Kevin James, and then she got attractive again. No, I think she's attractive. She's got like a nice little body. She's pretty. But then she starts to talk, and you're like, ooh, I'm out. Not for me. But then she stops talking, and you're like, hey, this Leah Remini's pretty hot. You've just, you guys, yes. listeners, this is what? a little window into my day-to-day life. What do you mean? <laughs> Brian does this constantly. Oh, okay. Continue. Kate, what is going on with Scientology? Um, is- David, so David Miscavige's father, Ron, has written a mm-hmm. memoir called Ruthless Scientology, My Son David Miscavige and Me, Miscavige. Yeah. Um, which claims that the head of Scientology... Miss Cabbage lured Tom Cruise into the church with a charm offensive designed to make him feel like the two men were brothers. Mm. Um, David Miscavige formed a close bond with Cruise by going clay pigeon shooting with the actor and racing through Los Angeles in separate cars as he later exploited the relationship for the benefit of the church. I heard they ride sport bikes. They both have like ninjas or GSXRs and they fucking, they put on their leather jackets and they're both like five, three and they race around. They're like, let's go brother. And they, woo. And they take a man. This is back in the early days when, you know, um, you two are so glib. You're so glib talking about this. (laughs) This cabbage like really recruited Tom Cruise um, he also entertained him at the Scientology head base where he arranged for him to eat next to a life-size replica of a clipper ship complete with 50-foot oh, mass. Who doesn't want to go to this place? This sounds fantastic. Um, <laughs> I might go undercover in Scientology. The work would pay off as Cruz became the most famous Scientologist in the world, and yeah. he has appeared in numerous films and attended dozens of award ceremonies for the church. Yeah, yes. Um, and in his memoir, Ron Miscavige, now 80 says that his son saw the potential in Cruz back in 1990 and he was the ideal mark. If you, basically. if you want to freak out, I'm definitely going to read that if book. If you want to be freaked out, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but it's, I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. Look up Tom Cruise's 42nd birthday party because it was a Scientology it's, thrown it's event pretty amazing. where he karaoke's old time rock and roll with the band. Oh, that must have been the douche chill Hall of Fame. Oh, man, I'm still, I have PTSD, but also I want to see it again. It's one of the most cringeful things to try and really, watch. Really, really, because he's really feeling like, hey, people are here to watch me sing old time rock and roll. And he's smiling and clapping and he's kind of off the beat and he can't sing, and, but he's just in it. And people are clapping for him because he's the fucking meal yeah. ticket of the whole religion. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ha! Woo! Ha! 
old time rock and roll. Woo. Yeah, I did it in a movie. Woo. Okay, Kate, is that it? Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Another excellent, tight hour plus of podcasting tonight at Daily. We gave, we gave two shows worth of entertainment. We really for- did. We really did. Yeah, we, we do pa- two shows. We packed every a week. lot in. Ed Daly, excellent job as always. Great, great, all of us. Kate McManus, fantastic work. A really, really. Yeah, that's what you call entertainment. I really, really value you sticking it out through issues to very unsettling emails. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was a, a creepy start I to your segment. I have a little segment. bit of PTSD from that ish. Yeah, it was a little, <laughs> little tough to take, but we appreciate it. We hope we helped you out there. Guys, until next week. This has been episode 18, 118 of the program. Until next week, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 118 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Woo!